Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson, joined by my co-host, Austin Hill. Today, we're in part three in our conversation. We hope you enjoy. If someone starts, you know, a pretty intense addiction when they're in, they're a teenager, I think it makes it really hard for them to develop in the ways that they're supposed to develop, especially emotionally. And so if I, you know, uh, for example, so a teenager who's not in the throes of addiction, they're, they're fully showing up, you know, to the best of their ability, um, to the challenges of being a teenager, like they're having to go through pain and hardship and, and, you know, um, interpersonal drama. And if they go to school, applying for school, if they're starting a job, starting a job, starting a career, they're having to navigate complex relationships as they get more freedom. And I think if you're in the throes of addiction, you're not showing up to all those things in the same way. And it can make it harder. Like it almost like it stunts your development. I don't know that this is entirely true, but, but I've heard it said, you know, if somebody starts doing X drug when they're 15 to when they're 35, they might be a 35 year old when they get quote unquote sober, but they're still, emotionally or mentally like a 15 year old. And that may not be true for every person, but I know for me, I've interacted with folks that that, that kind of, that rings true for a lot of people. I think, you know, um, there might be a 40, 50 year old in front of me, but they, they're approaching their life emotionally very much like someone in their early twenties or late teens would. And so I do think that addiction does impact impact development to some way, to some degree, and maybe to pretty extreme degrees, depending on the individual. Um, I think some people can function pretty well in their addiction. Some people don't. They just, it kind of takes over life for a lot of people. And I think this does make it hard to grow up into, into, to learn the skills necessary to function well, um, in a job, in family life, in rearing kids, and, and showing up in all those ways because, because adulthood, man, right. It, a lot of it is like learning how to take care of other people. Well, um, learning, how, learning how to take care of yourself. Well, and if you don't learn how to take care of yourself, well, um, cause I'll be honest, right. Little kids are selfish <laughs> and, and rightfully so. Like they don't know better. Like my five and eight year old, um, like, right. I mean, especially when they're like babies, like, like they need, they, they're always in need. And like, the hope is though, is as you mature, like you become more aware of your surroundings, more self-aware, you're able, you know, you're more, more focused on other people's needs as well. Um, and I think something happens, unfortunately, that messes up that development when addiction starts. Um, and it might even be more exacerbated when addiction starts at a younger age. So those are some thoughts I don't know, on my, on my head. I like anything, any, like any response to that? Yeah. It, it's like, uh, I think when we're saying that it stunts their, someone's development, I, I think what, what I'm hearing, and I'm just wanting to be really, to be clear on it is it is normal and expected that we go through difficulty as we start growing up and it, be, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger 
like if you, if you think about just like that the the fir- the years the leading up to leaving some leaving the house you grew up in and the first couple of years when you're on your own making choices there's a lot of fe- there's a lot of fear there's a lot of failure there's a lot of opportunity for pain that you're kind of like asking for because if we just it, in a stereotypical 18 year old is either going to be applying for college or applying for jobs and an application does not guarantee that you're going to get the thing you want. And there's a whole lot of reality checks and those reality checks. We can either, I can choose be like, man, I just don't want to deal with the reality check of someone saying no to me, me not measuring up to what is, because really, if you think, especially colleges and jobs, if you apply to a job and they say, no, now you don't fit, you do not have enough experience. You are not, it, you do not have the GPA. You do not have the, the, uh, required prerequisites. It's a, in a very, a very harsh way saying like, you're not good enough for this, your talents. And if we aren't able to separate those two things to so like who I am as a person separated from my, my giftings, my life experiences, just because I don't fit the, that specific college or that specific job doesn't mean I am not a good person. I just don't fit that. And sometimes we, and we're and really, and then the other, like we're, as people are growing up their identity and they're figuring out who I am as a person. And there are all these external forces telling me I'm either not good enough. I'm immature. I need to grow. I need to do these difficult things. There's a lot of pushback. And if you get trapped in addiction during that, you might be able to hear it and be like, oh, I'm just going to apply to these things. And it's not going to bother me as much because I've either numbed numb myself where I don't have to feel that pain. But the reality is that mature people who are responsible, who are self appropriately self-reliant and in relationship with other people, they have gone through that type of pain. They have gone through it and they, they got to the other side and why we have confidence in taking risks. Like, because I have like people who are confident in taking risks, it's because they are willing to fail. Those who succeed greatly are willing only if you're, if you're willing to fail greatly is the only time when you're able to succeed greatly. They're connected. And that failure to launch is like, I don't want to fail. So I'm not even going to try to succeed at something because if I don't try, then I can't fail. And that's just a false, that's a, that's a false belief. It's a limiting belief because you're failing by doing nothing. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Relational Recovery Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with part four in our conversation. We'll see you then.